Okay, children, obey your parents in the law, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you, and you may live long life on earth. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart, as to Christ, not with the eye service, as men pleases, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service, as to the Lord, and not to men, knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. So basically, out of context, this is just a list of demands. But that's not the intention of Paul when he wrote the letter to Ephesians. When you put this in the context of the letter, you know this is, uh, this is not a demand. This is the fruit. This is the byproduct. This is the result of a life united to Christ. When you go to chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3 of Ephesians, Paul is building his case about what it means to be saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. What it means to be united to Christ. As a result of that, we have chapter 4, 5, and 6. These are the fruits, the byproduct of what it means to be united to Christ. So it's not a list of demands. Yeah? We, know, we all know that Christ didn't come to earth to put on us more demands. He came to give us grace. In, in that way... We need to understand that we are united to Christ, but sadly, many Christians today do not understand quite well what it means to be one with Christ. And that's the point I would like to convey today. Alright? Go to the next. For that, I will start with Hebrews 5, 1, verse 1. For every high priest taken from God among men is appointed for men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. As we see here, the role of the high priest in Old Testament Israel was very important because he was representing men before God. Moses and the prophets were the opposite. They were for God to men. The role of the high priest was very important because he was standing as a, uh, as a representative of the whole people of Israel. That's why every year when he came, when he went to the Holy of Holies to sacrifice for the people of Israel, he had to go, go through a, a, a totally cleansing process. He had to be pure because he was representing the people of Israel. So important was this role that they tied a rope around his waist before he went into the Holy of Holies. Because what happened? If the high priest after didn't come out of the sacrifice, that means he died on the spot. But on the contrary, if the, if the high priest came out of the presence, all the people knew that God has accepted his sacrifice and they could see of a good year of blessing and favor. But if he died, all the people of Israel could expect was gloom and doom. So that's why... It's so important to, for us to understand the role of the high priest. So, it's the same with the people of God today. It's the same with us as a church. Our, our, uh, our standing is not about how good we are. It's how good our high priest is. Mm -hmm. 
And we know our high priest is Jesus. His sacrifice has been accepted. He's standing before God forever. So we don't have anything to worry about. Go to the next slide. So it says in First John 4, 17, Lord has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. So the question is no longer, am I pleasing the Lord? No, the question is, is my high priest pleasing the Lord? The question is, now how good I am. I'm, have I been accepted before the Lord? No. Is my high priest have been accepted before the Lord? And the answer is yes, he has been. As he is, so are we in this world. This is our standing before God. As he is, so we are. So, what does it mean this? The enemy wants you to be focused on you. That's the problem. The problem is that in our minds, He's trying to, to uh, the, the law and your mind, naturally. You are trying always to perform. You shall not. You shall not. You shall do this. You shall not do this. You shall not do this. You have always this in your mind. You want to, to, to perform. You want to gain the favor of the law in your own strength. And this is living under the law, basically. Because the law makes you self-focused. But grace makes you Christ-conscious. When you are Christ-conscious, is when you, this becomes a reality. As he is, so are we in this world. So, what do we have to do? Let's just go next. So, this is what we have to do. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. All we have to do is just behold Jesus, Contemplate Jesus. Look at Jesus carefully, thoroughly. The more we look at Him, the Lord, the, the more our eyes are on Him. We become by, like Him by our own effort, by our own strength. No, by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not us doing the job. It's the Holy Spirit. So all we have to do is just behold. So every time we go to the pages of the Bible, it's in our best interest. To find Jesus, because if you find Jesus in the Bible, you find you, you find yourself in Him. Because as He is, so are we in this world. Amen. It's like Peter. Remember the story about Peter when he was in, was in the boat with the other disciples, and there was the stone, and they saw Jesus passing by on the distance, walking over the waters, and Jesus said, "Peter, come." So as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he became like him. He started doing the things that Jesus was doing. He was walking over the waters. He was doing the supernatural. He became, he, start, uh, he just kept on doing what Jesus was doing. But as soon as he started to think, what am I doing? This is not logic. This is, this is not, it can be true. When he started to see the circumstances, oh, it's a storm, it's cold. It's windy. Oh my God, what is going on? So when he, he, he took his eyes from Jesus, he started to sing. So, do's and don't do's is not practical Christianity. Beholding, is, beholding Jesus is practical Christianity. When, because when you behold, the Holy Spirit transforms. So, maybe, maybe today you have thoughts in your mind. Right now, right now probably you are 
in, uh, the enemy is talking to your man and saying, how can you be in a Christian having these thoughts? Or how can you be in a Christian all these years? You are still having this struggle. You are still having this bad habit. You are still addicted to this. Or how can you be in a Christian? Because he wants you to be focused on you. Or, or he wants you to be focused on the circumstances. Look at the medical report. It's bad. Yeah, you are, you are, you are sick. There is no way you can get, in, you can improve. So stop, stop doing that. Stop believing that report. Look at Jesus, because as He is, so are we in this world. Are you depressed today? Ask yourself this question: Is Jesus depressed in heaven today? Do you think He's depressed? No. As He is, so we are in this world. Yeah. Do you think Jesus is sick right now in heaven? Complaining about his back or his legs. No, he's not. As he is. So are we in this world. Uh -huh. we, um, drive. <laughs> so, when Jesus came to earth, he identified ourselves with our condition. He did an excellent job. He came, he took on human form. He, he suffered, he went to all human emotions, all human experience, and he redeemed us. And he did an excellent job. And he's back in heaven. But now it's time for us as a church to identify with him. Stop, stop, thinking, uh, stop uh, thinking if the, if the head is holy and if the head is healthy, we are healthy. If the head is rich, we are rich. Say the Queen of England comes through that door today and say, Oh, Queen Elizabeth, look at her face. Her face is, is rich, but her body is poor, wretched. No. Her, her whole being is, is wealthy and is, is, is glorious. So it's the same with us. As the head is, so we are, we are, we are one with Christ. We are united with Him. So we are part of His body. So I stop having this attitude, glorious Jesus, poor me, wonderful Jesus, ugly me. No, everything that God sees in Jesus, God sees in you. So rejoice, because as he is, so are we in this world. Okay. So as you can see, if you want to see, so if you want to see something change in your life, if you want to see your husband, your husband's attitude change towards you, stop nagging at him. All the nagging and all the threatening in the world cannot change that man. Or if you have problems with your kids and your kids are not behaving, stop nagging. Stop nagging at them. Because it's not, it's not about behavior modification, it's about heart transformation. Stop doing that. You hand everything to Jesus. Let God handle it. His hands are bigger, so he can handle it better. So every time you see your husband say, thank you, Lord Jesus, because as you are altogether lovely, as you are caring and loving, so is my husband in this world. As you are all obedient and you went to the point of death just uh, for um, the love of the Father, so are my children in this world. So this is the attitude. But we are, our heart only will, trans, will be transformed when we be, have a revelation of the love of God. When you realize how much God loves you, you will start to see that transformation happening in your life. When you have a personal revelation of that, 
it will happen this. You will look at him and we will be radiant. You will radiate, you will shine not with your own light, you will shine with the light of Jesus, with his light. Everyone will see it. You don't have to preach. I mean, you don't have to. The best evangelistic tool that we can use is just beholding Jesus. Everyone will notice. You don't have to say a word. Everyone will see something special in your life. So, if we go to the beginning, just to the first slide, I mean, the second, I mean. So, if you want to see all this happening in your life, easy. I have gave you the secret. You just have to behold Jesus. Yeah? You want your children to obey? You want your children to obey you? Behold Jesus. Yeah? Look, uh, start to look at Jesus and declare, it's Jesus obedient to the Father as Jesus is, so am I in this world. And you, Father, stop nagging. Leave everything in the hands of Jesus. You want to be an excellent worker. You want to be recognized by your achievement. But you, you want to be recognized by a good worker, someone who is pleased, is doing his best job. Don't do it to the men. Look at Jesus and say, Jesus, as, as you are, so am I in this world. So that was my message for today. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you very much, Dr. Mayor.